"'Twas the week before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, except four Muppets from Northern Ireland, here to talk about tiny fighting men to get you into the festive spirit. On this week's show, we've a whole host of historicals, some very teeny-tiny sci-fi, and even a root vegetable or two. On top of all of that, one lucky subscriber will be in with a chance to win the Conquest First Blood two-player starter set from store.ontabletop.com. If you want to win that big bumpy prize, then you need to be a subscriber to the channel, pop a comment below, and if you can do all the usual socially metery things like thumbing up and sharing around, then that helps us out an awful lot. But otherwise, sit back and relax, because your festive week starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Weekender. This week, I'm joined by Ben, Shay, and Brother Lloyd to take you through a gentle, festive meander in the world of tabletop gaming. I don't know why I waved so madly then. It was like I was on CBBC or something. <laughs> it's, it's like the start of the generation game. Yeah. Like, like cut to people and be going, yeah. a cuddly yeah. toy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, how have you guys been? All your Christmas yeah, shopping bad. done? Yeah, I have now. All, all sorted, ready to go. Yeah, haven't it's, even started. No, exactly. Oh. <laughs> Christmas Eve is time yeah, enough. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's how you know because of spontaneous gifts. Because you're thinking in the moment. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, my missus' birthday is on Christmas Day, so I'm oh. always buying stuff Christmas Eve to try and keep oh. keep ahead. Do you try, get try and get do you inflatable get, balloons and stuff? Do you get two sets of presents? Or yeah. Or you only get the one? Oh, you get a two. Okay. But this year we've decided bugger all presents, but I'm still probably going to get okay. something. Yeah. A 16-person cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm having, I'm having yeah. flashbacks. <laughs> flashbacks. So many flashbacks and no cake. So it's uh, <laughs> just saying. If there was that much cake, it could have been spread around. Share the love of the cake. Anyway, uh, yes. If you are shopping for somebody and you've still got seven days, let's face it, uh, then maybe you'll be able to pick up a tip or two from the show today. Uh, remember, there's nothing an elderly uh, aunt or uncle likes more than receiving the gift of uh, Hellenistic Greeks or uh, you know some Star Wars Legion. It's never too late. You don't want that, Grandpa. Gaming. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't bother opening it. I'll bring yeah. it with me. <laughs> if you just want to, I've given you this, this, and this. If you just want to add those to your will to just return to me mm-hmm. when you shuffle off, that would be fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, we have a lot to get on with. So before we get stuck into the most important part of the week, uh, we'll be doing something slightly festive and different next week. Uh, so keep an eye out for yeah. that, you crazy kids. And uh, hopefully it will get you through the post-dinner uh Bloat, malaise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> grab, grab some of the miniatures that you've got for Christmas. Sit down on on Christmas Day and 
join us for a, a, a very good video. So break out the fat pants. <laughs> yes. I think is That's the way the that way one goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No buttons allowed on Christmas Day. No, it's all <laughs> asking to waste all the way. The good thing is though, you've eaten so much that it's kind of become firm and hard. Oh yeah. So you can lie you can lie on your sofa and just paint all your belly. <laughs> Brilliant. It's yeah. good. It's a good way to go. Oh my <laughs> well, god, your belly button's like a little well for paint mixing. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you've got one of those freak outy belly buttons. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've no idea what the split is. Is it like left hand and right hand people? Well maybe. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Think anyway. Belly buttons. My cousins all have outy buttons. It's weird. Oh, oh <laughs> just, why is that? Just get that back. <laughs> right. Shall we have a look at the Indie of the Week? Yeah. And this week's Indie of the Week is Relic Miniatures. Yeah. So um, if you are aware of this lovely bearded face, you might be uh, aware that I like games like Saga, for example, and also what? Clash of Spears. Discuss. What? Um, so <clears throat> Relic Miniatures is right up my uh, Roman road as far as uh, forces for both of those games. Uh, specifically, it is set uh, for Punic and Hellenistic War. Uh, so the Hellenistic is is the late Greeks, so sort of Macedonian uh, up to the sort of explosion of Rome on the scene. Uh, so... These are figures that will stand you in good stead for that period, and they've been pushing them out for some time now. Uh, you will notice they do say true 28, uh, which I know scares some people. So I went and dug about on the Tinterwebs, uh, and in the Drake's Cave, I found a couple of pictures. So you can see what true 28 is. So... These come from various manufacturers. Uh, the one on the left is the 28mm version. As you can see, slightly taller, thinner, more realistic human proportions. He does not have a head the size of a pumpkin, nor hands like hams. Uh, <laughs> likewise, if we look at the infantry, you can see here, and these come from a whole host from Foundry and Crusader and all sorts. Hannibal here, fourth from the left. Again, Roughly the same height, but a bit finer proportions. So, so it's true proportions rather than going to like a 25-ish mil. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 28 mil to eye level, but mm -hmm. uh, finer human features. Yes. Uh, which yeah. means you get some really nice sculpts. Uh, if you've already got existing forces, you may want to pick and choose uh, mm -hmm. as to what goes in there. But if you're just deciding to jump straight into Saga, for example, uh, <laughs> and lay your hands on some stuff, then you can, you know, you can get it all one-stop shop styley from here. Uh, you can see some of the things there, like Tarantines, uh, Romans, Gallic Cav, Macedonians, the old Macadamia nuts. Uh, we're, so, we're worth noting that difference in scale, though, so as you yeah. go rock up and go, why do my men all look tiny compared to yours? Uh, well, they can hide yeah. behind cover. <laughs> well, you know, if you're playing, if you're playing Romans, it's fine because they're all very short anyway. Um, but <laughs> Uh, if we jump into the shop, uh, you can see here there is there's a splash of stuff here. Uh, but down the the left, you can see they have split it into various things. You've got uh, your Bronze Age, your Carthaginians, your Elephantes, Gauls, Iberians, Illyrians, Ligurians, mythology. 
New Actually, that's the area that I immediately looked at in uh, when we Republican were prepping for the show. <laughs> uh, and successors, Thracians, and even transfers. Transfers Ooh. are really nice as well. I will say that. Uh, since you started the mythology, shall we start with mythology? I mean, it seems like a good place to go. So. Well, you know. The birthplace of the ancient world. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> mythological bits and pieces, obviously. Results may vary as to what you, you want to do with these, uh, but you have obviously the big hitters from myth. Achilles and Ajax, yeah. Yeah. Ajax, he cleans up well, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> Stronger than all of the other Greeks with a, a mighty horned helm as well, just looking for some Trojans to ruffle stump. And uh, Achilles. I like that Achilles. That's pretty cool with the double blades. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. He's He's got his... um shield on his back as well the, the little bisected myrmidon shield i really like him anyway he may be coming home with me at some point in the future <laughs> say nothing i catch i need to get some transfers and if i'm ordering transfers i may as well order other bits and pieces um we obviously have amazonians uh famous as they were throughout greek mythology but then in amongst them you've got your gods so Ares, apollo artemis Ares is quite nice as far as the war goes. Um, but also things that, while they are Greek mythology, you can see they've taken a, a big dollop of Ray Harryhausen um, right. when it comes to certain sculpts. Yeah. Uh, so you can see like Ares there being all godlike and warish. And very Spartan-esque as well. well is, yeah. Probably a reason for that. But things like Calabos. I mean, that is so old school looking. Yeah, he is, but he's he's very very close to the Clash of the Titans. Yeah, Calabos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even down to the, the paint palette, the views of that sort of greenish thing. I think it's the facial features that kind yes. of sell that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at that! <laughs> that Numidian. Oh, <laughs> he's getting squished. Or <laughs> Libyan, probably. Actually, he is about to get completely smashed. He's getting caliboshed. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, oh. Uh, mm, say nothing that casual. Uh, Lloyd's here I've got, to, I've got to get the puns in before he does well, you don't so, have so. to get the puns in but yeah, you I are do, getting the puns in <laughs> uh, while we're on the Clash of the Titans I'll also go so far as to go there's Hephaestus with his little metallic owl Aww. I mean for all you Clash fans out there yeah. really, I mean how could you not be buying that <laughs> I definitely will be um I really like the story of Hephaestus. Nice well. Hephaestus went was married to Aphrodite, I mm. believe, and Aphrodite was cheating on him with Ares, uh, and so Hephaestus knew about it, and so he wove an invisible net, uh, and then he snuck into their chambers while they were in the mood, and he threw the invisible net over them, which froze them in time, and then he invited all the other gods over to come and laugh at them. Uh, as they were caught just at the climax of their, of their merriment. This takes say, a weird so. turn, that story, right again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. come and look and see what my wife's exactly. up to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's just Ten, ten dollars a ticket. <laughs> weird turn, that story. That's the gods for you. So, yeah. There's Hercules. 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 Yeah. Uh, post, post wrestling with the lion uh, during his task. Beat up his Nemean. Because they do have. Uh, but do have him without his uh, line pelt on, uh, which is, you know, quite nice. Uh, they also have several 
and the main the lines heroes, as well. Yeah. Uh, but things like Perseus, they do that. I mean, the Pegasi are really nice, both this it's and really nice. um yeah. are very well sculpted, which is trickier than you would think, sticking wings on a horse in the grand yeah, scheme yeah. of things. And, you know, quite like that. The head Gorg- of the Gorgon in his hand. Gorgon. Yeah. There she is when she's not being harassed and molested. Somebody's about to get stabbed up. This, <laughs> I'm going to have to look up Mackay because I don't recognize this. No, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Uh, but that's a little man in his back. Yep. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys. <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, the Greek. Free, free your mind. Yeah, it's, the Greek, <laughs> it's the Greek Guato. Open your mind to me. Yeah. At least nobody's going to sneak up on him. That's Doesn't have to worry about some sort yeah, of yeah. creepy little fella. And again, it's the same guy getting beaten up. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. He's having a rough. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the Libyans for you coming everywhere, stabbing up people. But yeah, the, the mythological section, obviously. Who's this scalping looking necromancer leech? Lynch? Uh, he's he's off sewing his uh, dragon's teeth, come up skeletons. Very similar, yeah. Although yeah. decidedly more dead than the... <laughs> more, more, more dead than the guy in thing, but he is wearing yeah. the same... Uh, Persian-looking outfit with this little felt for green hat on as well. So, and then all of a sudden you've got skeletons everywhere, yeah, and sphinx eyes and all sorts. But anyway, yeah, that obviously if you're going to be getting involved with a, a touch of the uh, the saga, you can always add a few of these in and play Age of Magic. Yeah, mortal well. gods as well. Use them for that. Mortal gods, yeah, that's true because yeah. they added the um, mythological stuff the, the mythological stuff, stuff to it, uh, but. Leaving that aside, if we go in and start having a look at some of the more standard fare for your ancients, I quite like this. So here's the baddest man on the planet. Here's Carthage. Presumably the baddest man on the planet is is either uh, uh, Hamilcar or his son, Hannibal. Uh, But we do have a couple of them later on. And they are uh, interesting. Interesting figures, and always nice to have a, a nice sort of leader. I mean, just just look at him plowing over the top of the Alps. Actually, we can look at him plowing over the top of the Alps because uh, there is a little vignette slash diorama oh, cool. specifically of him going up and Doing over. Exactly that. Yeah. yeah, you two can get your elephant on. And just just go north, lads. Just keep going north. That looks more like that's that, really cool. Yeah, with the beard and the uh, eye patch. But where are we? There they are, Carthaginian veterans. These are some of the shield transfers as well, actually. Uh, and I really like these because um, they looted a load of Roman gear, and it was given out to the veterans. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So. The transfers are Roman style shield transfers with the, the legio markings on them that they've just got in and drawn over the top. So they've you know they've wrote their own stuff or yeah. drew on some little things to tan it or you know yeah. whatever other symbols that they they wanted to use there. But again, they've still got the sort of Carthaginian helms, but the Roman chain on. Really nice looking figures. Yes, so we got our Carthaginian militia. I've got a rake of these to make up. <laughs> At some point, I will. I will put together my Carthaginians for Clash. I will. 
I won't. I might. I've painted some. Shut up. <laughs> so mean to me. It's a very mean Hannibal's cavalry. He's a big fan of the cav, to be fair. There's those Libyans again, not being attacked by some monstrous monstrosity this time. You've but, left uh, us alone, thank God. <laughs> it's just off screen. It's yeah. off screen. <laughs> <laughs> so what we can't see is he's just here. This yeah. is why there's four of them in a row pushing that other guy forward yeah. by himself. <laughs> you deal with him. Oh, God. Uh, right. Who's next? They're really nice. Good set of skirmishes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Really nice. That means Libyan javelin. The majority of their stuff looks like it's it's metal as well. Then, so, yeah, 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 it's it's. I think pretty much metal across the board. Even the heavy lumps, although some of the heavy lumps might have resin bodies. We'll see in a minute because there's a whole section on them. And uh, Hannibal's elite cavalry as well. Really. Just what you need for invading Rome. So. Yeah, um, and conquering most of North Africa. <laughs> just remember, whenever you go tearing around the place. Uh, to actually bring siege equipment or something to besiege with you, because otherwise all that's that going to happen true. is yeah. when you arrive, you're going to spend a lot of time rampaging around Italy, and then the Romans are going to just go south and destroy your capital. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so here we go. The, the heavy lumps, I think, are resin bodies on them. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Here's our little nice spread of elephants as well. I would like you to be big. Oh, Lloyd-sized. Oh, Lloyd, look. Let's take the biggest thing we do and produce the smallest pictures. <laughs> so you get an idea of distance. Yeah. Look at that one. There's big nose going. Let's go into here. Have we look? We have Asian elephants. African elephants. Do we have any fully armored or are they only half armored? With the armored I don't head think, there as well. I don't think it matters. This picture's too small to see them. Come on, click it. Oh, there we go. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> They've proved you wrong, Lloyd. <laughs> Plenty of room there if you want to uh, do some fancy designs on their. Um, I suppose it's uh, a type of elephant curtain. Yeah. Oh, they are fully well, There you armored. go. This is an armored version. Yeah. Handy the if you wing want to go, armor up the legs as well. If, if you want to go and deal with the Indians or uh, the Seleucids, probably. There's a really great uh, V and V do a really nice war elephant, and they did a re they did another version of it. I think it was last week <laughs> where they added uh, Roman on the base, who's going like ah! <laughs> about to get stepped on. Which I think was really, I mean, really it's cool. nice. Yeah. <laughs> the Aventine, Aventine have one where they did a, an alternate trunk where he's right. wrapped around the leg of a Roman and it's picked it up and it's smacking <laughs> it into the ground. <laughs> so I've got yeah. him because you never know when you're going to need to smack a Roman. Anyway, once you've got your elephants, there's a couple of different howders, hide and wood, and then a whole rake of mahouts and crew in a variety of ways, depending on who you need to be uh, throwing them in with or Very up nice. against. Yeah. And our survey says, let's get shot those. Um, successors is a good one to have a look at, but I also want to have a look specifically at the transfers. Yeah. I think it's interesting about the range as as we, as we put through it, and when we saw those com, uh, comparison pictures as well, though, is that even though they have that slightly more true proportion and style to them, I don't think they're so out of whack that you couldn't use them alongside other lines. Hmm. So you could probably get away with using oh, them yeah. alongside you know, plastics and stuff from other companies. Uh, and, you know, as long as there was a, a decent mix of the, of the lot between them, you could use a lot of the more elite elements that they've created and then use them alongside plastic kits and stuff if you really wanted to. So Maybe. Yeah. I think it would annoy me, but maybe. 
Yes, but that's because you are like our laser focus on this. His head is too small. <laughs> so, his like, head is now too big. Yeah. I, like, I like this sheet of uh, borders and designs that you can put onto those elephant yeah, blankets. Because yeah. I'm sitting, I've got four elephants with blankets on them. Um, and I do not fancy painting Greek keys or waves on any of them. Uh, and yes, do, I know do some job. companies do like one-off where it's, I think a uh, little big man do one for Vitrix that fits perfectly and it's just bam done. Uh, but <clears throat> I don't have Vitrix elephants, so I need something that is not keyed to a specific size. Yeah, so yeah. being able to just come in here and just go, oh, I'll cut out these bits. Uh, and the range of transfers has been growing. Yeah. And if you end time. up with a half cut bit, you just paint over that element so it yeah. doesn't look half cut. Exactly. What shields would these fit then? Just their own? Uh, these fit their own, but. I've seen them go on to a couple of others because you've seen there that scale-wise, the miniatures themselves may be differently proportioned from other But companies. the height's the but, same, so the shield the height's size, the same, so the shield size be will similar. be the same for Foundry, Warlord, um, probably First Core as well. Do they sell their own shield separately? They do sell bits separately, yeah. Uh, Always so obsessed with them. shields. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Always obsessed with them, never have complete them. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to be said about not, I wasn't uh, say not complaining. <laughs> I like them. I like them a lot, actually. Yeah. They're they're really good designs. They're, all their designs are really top notch. I've been, since the first person started posting these and going, oh, this is interesting. Where have these come from? It's like, oh, Relic. It's like, okay. I've, not, I've clearly not paid enough to, attention to them. Persian scythe chariots. These are great, obviously for Carthage, but also then for um, Numidian or Libyans, sort of drafted in. Look, Tanit, Tanit everywhere. The mother goddess. <laughs> Just really you, can, like you can look good as you are killed by mythical creatures. Yeah, well, well, you know, don't put them <laughs> up against mythical creatures. Then put them up against people <laughs> like Romans, who you can just butcher contentedly. Yeah. Going, yeah. Gabu sucks to you. Anyway, there are. A mountain of transfers, uh, including all the chariot stuff as well, which we'll have a look at the transfers if they come up again. Um, yeah. But here's our uh, successors. So if you want to be playing things like uh, Saga, for example, that has the War of the Successors campaign with the more recent one for the Diodacus, uh, then you can do various successors in here using their socketed head, TM. <laughs> but yeah, camel, camel riders are always good, especially in any game <laughs> where they put the willies up regular horse because uh, horse apparently do not like camels coming at them, all knees and ankles and biting and spitting uh, and generally puts the wind up them. So, Fling along, yeah. Yeah, you can track along there on the crest of a wave going full tilt for the horizon. Well, it would freak you out. On it, yeah. If you've seen something that looks familiar to, similar to you, but had a neck four times longer than you. <laughs> I'm, fairly, you. I'm fairly certain they've got at least three sets of knees in those legs and they hinge <laughs> in both directions. Because if you've ever seen camel racing, um, the, the legs go in every direction except forward, but that seems to be it's the direction the camel goes in. Yeah, it's not yeah. right. They're not a right thing. Uh, Ooh, Galatian. That's cool. Yes. Oh, these ones are, because obviously some of the fanatics and the like are uh, legs akimbo and everything full frontal. Yeah, yeah. 
but you'll like what they've done with the Galatians and the, the Berserkers <laughs> to hide that. But there's uh, some of the Epriot cavalry. So. That is really smart cavalry. I read about those. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're gorgeous. If you're looking to do some sort of uh, companion cavalry as well, obviously they need to lose those javelins or replace them with the uh, big Zistons instead. That man on the, sure uh, got the front there couldn't control his horse. The other rest of them are still charging. He's like, ah! <laughs> been dragged away by some cause he's Because he's uh, pulled up to uh, see what's going on over here while the rest yeah. of the guys just do the mission. <laughs> Look, they've used their little relic miniatures symbol. Very good. <laughs> at, at the same time, it's got a very distinct side-on yeah. look to it anyway. Yeah. It so still I, looks like a load of dongs. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I don't know like it, looks, it looks even more dong-like than if they just left them there. <laughs> Task failed successfully? Is yeah. that, is that <laughs> anyway. You were meant to do one thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you could if you want, but you can't make me. Uh, obviously, having variety of people kicking around so you've yeah, got no, like Paris the iron of it what will we cover their helmets with more helmets more helmets <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure it's side on and remove the remove the head you've just got the reversed scandinavia as they call it in france they're really yeah, nice really good I, selection I, of stuff, I, yeah. I absolutely i i'm kind of blown away because they for me they've been going for Oh, a while now, but it was a, a company I had completely missed out on. I'd uh, never heard of them. Which I've got a load of bits and pieces now for various, um, like I've got Carthaginians, Romans, and some Gauls, but I don't really have any of this period um, Greek or Macedonian successors. So I think um, I always confuse them with um, I think they Ajima, a gamer miniatures. I yeah. think I, that's the the company that I was like, oh no, they're different. <laughs> yeah, they are different. Yeah. They're not relic blade either. Yeah, that size chariot's <laughs> particularly vicious. That's very cool. Yeah. So yeah, of all the chariots that I've seen that you see in the ancient world as well, that one actually looks like it's reasonably safe, and you wouldn't fall off the back of it as well. So. Safe <laughs> with the amount of blades on it. Safe. It's, uh, it's, it's you're in you're within the blades. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. Yes, but you might still fall out of it and your mate's coming along behind you in his own bladed chariot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to hit a bump and go flying out the top. You also take a moment to appreciate the fact that he's put all the uh, the reins right, in there. The hands in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is... It's like horse rigging, Jerry. No, that's, that's fine <laughs> doing that. I have absolutely no problem with that. That's a sensible thing because you need to control those horses whereas boats, boats go wherever the waves take it, the wind pushes it, who cares? <laughs> don't need rigging on those. But yeah, you can pick up uh, individuals or small packs or full-on cool. sort of forces cool. as well, which is always good. Uh, Numidians are quite cool. Let's have a quick look at some Numidians before we piece out of here. There's a decent looking... amount of like skirmish elements and stuff you can use alongside your... They you'll probably end up using them as... Um, famously mercenary. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 So getting your hands on some Numidian... Um, infantry and Numidian Cav, especially Numidian Cav, obviously, God bless Tanit, uh, very good for Carthage, but, you know, they, they plowed the, the top of North Africa quite a bit, uh, so you might see them popping up in various places. And uh, very distinctive, uh, it's not ringlets, but the, 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 the sort of the very curly beard and hair as well. Um, that 
really, the minute you see them on the tabletop, you know what's coming at you, and you know you're probably not going to be able to hit them because they're going to run away that, after some stuff of your head. I see the ringlets, or oh, that's Jerry in a beanie wearing a onesie. <laughs> Uh, like a dress. So. <laughs> That's how I dress when I'm not on this show. Yeah, it's 100. As a moo moo. I don't want to look silly or anything. Just give me the moo moo. Uh, have a look at the Romans because you got to look yeah, at the Romans. I guess. Why? Why would we not when we're here? Filthy Levy. Astarte. Astarte. Principe. Principes and Triarii should be lurking in here as well. I always there remember. We I I remember it via the shouts that you get in what Rome title war when you selected the units, <laughs> and it would just go Pastati. <laughs> so. so here you go, Shay. These guys go first. We don't care about these guys. They're just there to scare off their alternate numbers of little peasant skirmisher types. Ah. Uh, and then you get your first and second line of your manipular formation, your Instati, and then your uh, better armoured Principes, who apparently swapped positions at a battle line. Nobody's entirely certain how that worked. Uh, and then you had your Triarii, the third rank, the old school, still fought in like phalanxes. Uh, and you play a lot of 40k, or at least did. You know, in Space Wolves, the young bloods, the blood claws would get like really annoyed and go and charge off at people. Oh, yeah. Because they're young and they want to show how cool they are. These were the, the veterans, the third line, and so often the first two lines actually won the battle. So they'd be sitting at the back bored and would then get annoyed and would then <laughs> tear off and start attacking people when they weren't supposed to because they yeah. were getting really annoyed that A, they weren't getting any fighting, and B, they probably weren't getting any loot either. The long and, and while they're uh, waiting, they're trying to kill people with their eyes. That's true. <laughs> Stare at them. They've, 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 well, they're the veterans. They've all got that uh, thousand-piece stare. I've seen things that you've, <laughs> they, you'd never believe. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. Uh, well, there's Ooh, more velites. Yeah. Velites, sorry. Well, it's, I don't speak Latin. That might not be. It's probably pronounced velites. <laughs> de de depends. Depends where. Thanks for that. Depends where you uh, You learned your your Latin, whether it's a V or a W sound. Wenny witty wiki. Good. Yeah. Uh, good set of uh, Ro Romans for you in your games. Sc uh, Scipio Africanus. Absolute guess. Forever destroying Carthage. Something oh. Earth. It's a really nice little. Again, that's a little diorama. Someone's ass. Yeah. It looks like a. Oh, oh, Iberian, might be. Maybe. I can find out. I just go there. Are you them? <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, similar buckler shield styles, I guess. But, uh, no, it's yeah. not. It's probably Scutari. Anyway, yes. There we go. Regardless, relic miniatures, a whole host. Um, Still, lots of you to go and have a look at as well. Yeah, you? that they're constantly adding to. So, if you're um, if you're interested in getting involved in the Punic or Hellenistic Wars, then uh, really, really nice little here. Here's what we're planning on doing, and uh, we're just going to start working our way through it all. So, you can just get a a very distinct collection together as well, and then just laugh at your opponent who's got heads the size of pumpkins coming at you. <laughs> Look at you, ham fist boy. How <laughs> <laughs> you kill anybody like that? You can't. Mm. You suck. Right. Take a quick swish and come back and take a look at the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. 
covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh you love. It's the News. <laughs> okay, we're back and we're going to be kicking off the news with a look at the world of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure so, yeah, I think that's how I think that's how we go through it in the spotlights. That's it's definitely how I pronounce it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is some new releases for the world of conquest and the forces of the old Dominion. Who are getting lovely themselves. people, yeah, delightful, lovely, lovely people, not dead, and certainly loving it. Um, if, so, if, you've, <laughs> if you've not read the spotlight from last week, oh god, yes, yeah. uh, about the that hermits. Cult. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Delightful Ugh. people, lovely, charming, just the yeah. best. In fact, um, I was there. Look at them, the hermits of Smash. Definitely go and watch it. Mm. Watch it. Um, but yes, so this is for another element of the Old Dominion, which are the Canifors and the Cariatids. Mm. Um, so within the world of the Old Dominion, there are lots of sects and cults and all that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and within these temples and stuff, strange dark magics have been used in order to bring things back to life and all that kind of good stuff. And some of those weird spirits and creatures within that world have manifested themselves to fight once more for the old dominion on the tabletop, and they take the form of the canophores, which you see there, mm. which are the sort of melee versions of these creatures, essentially, and also the caryatids, which are the, the ranged versions. But um, they are essentially sort of evil personified uh, that takes the form of these massive evil? statues and uh, turns them into uh, deadly killing machines um, yeah. and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So well, these they, are usually the faithful, effectively, that got to, turned and made into nasty people. Mm. So, yeah. Well, the the, <laughs> yeah. the rigmarole behind it, the, the, the shtick, if people want to go the shticky way, um, you've got the dark pyre uh, that uh, people fed their faith and themselves into to be yeah. reborn um, for... Uh, uh, the good of the old dominion uh, but sometimes bodies don't survive uh, so they use the statuary from the old buildings and mausoleums yes. uh, and yeah. in this case you can see they're more machine than man in this case <laughs> or in this case more statue than person it's just the dark fire yeah. fire sort of wreathed these are absolute filth in combat by the way just if anybody's, well. if anybody's wondering just yeah. how filthy they are, they are complete filth. Yeah. Between the the massive cleave they have on them, high defense, really good clash, uh, and uh, and they can do like a flurry of attacks as well. Um, and while they're while they're re-rolling hits and just carving massive lumps out of your heavily armored unit, uh, you don't get any supporting attacks against them um, because they're untouchable. So whoever goes into combat. Work on the principle you're probably going to die, and it's just going to take you several units to whittle these things away. And they're essentially buy some of these, yeah. <laughs> and they're uh, they're because it's a dual kit, so it makes yes, both it makes the, the melee the other, and, yeah. and the uh, the carotids. Um, their long bow is more like a bolt from a, a bolt thrower, and they've got a Big, stonky, like a 30 or 36 inch range, um, barrage, barrage three. So that's nine shots, uh, with pierce two, reroll and messes. Just all they are people into pain cushions, yeah. Just <laughs> gonna, it's like a machine gun bolt thrower statuary regiment yeah. at the back, just blitzing anything that comes near them. Um, I think it and, really, yeah. I really think it really builds on the aesthetic and the design of the old dominion as well, mm. sharing off a lot more of that 
well, a lot more of what Parabellum do really well, which is take something that's very uh, sort of well, very familiar within the fantasy world. So yeah, the, the troop of undead. Yeah, and then doing something different and doing like these weird possessed statues and that kind of thing. I mean, we saw it with that massive um, mausoleum on legs. The, the bone golem. Yes, the bone golem thing, Them. which was just insane. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah, they've they've got no better. I have to say, the the kind of force and. Uh, carotids are are just yeah. utter utter scum. I want your love me higher, me <laughs> higher than I've ever been. Yeah, <laughs> totally Ghostbusters vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Spread yeah. your pink goo everywhere. Yeah. So. Um, as well as the canophores and the carotids, mm-hmm. uh, there was also another miniature that got released uh, last week as well. Uh, or at least, well, it's up for pre-ordering, I think, mm. at the moment. And this is the yeah. Mounted Strategos. Um, so this is one of your leader characters that you can use for charging into battle on the tabletop alongside the Old Dominion. Oh, he's um, a right prat. Look at him, staring at the sky. <laughs> That's his yeah. face mask, that is. <laughs> if you look on the other side of the image, you can see his undead face beneath it, which I think is really cool. So you get the look of how oh. he would have looked in life with his actual sort of death mask. Visor up. Yeah. And then you've got the the skeletal, well, zombified face underneath there mm. too, which I think is really nice. I think they've done a very good thing with the horse armor because yes. if that had just been a big 35 mil bony horse, it would have looked really stupid. But by adding the armor on it, I think it looks a lot better. So there's, <laughs> a, lot to be, my... there's a lot to be said for cataphract armor. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. It worked yeah. for centuries. <laughs> A lot longer than other horse armors. Yeah. So yeah, you see that coming and, at you. Uh, I like the the fact that some of them are missing in places as well. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, these are these are characters within. Well, because the thing with the old Dominion is that some of the people that were sort of interred and came back to life and all that kind of thing retain a lot of their memories from who they were once in life, depending on the burial rituals they went to and mm. that kind of thing. And in actual fact, a large section of the old Dominion command kind of don't really want to follow this weird new creed that everyone's doing. And so they kind of just mm. do their own thing more often than not. Um, so there's a really nice thing of like, these are kind of like uh, almost they're sad. They're lamenting that they're the undead that have to unfortunately keep fighting and all that kind of stuff compared to some of their other, you know, the members of the old dominion and things that are properly in there with all the weird culty stuff. But uh, yeah, some very nice miniatures there for conquest in the old dominion. Mm-hmm. Use it for the last argument of kings, if you like, or perhaps for first blood. First blood, yeah. Use it for some skirmish games. Anybody so, using canophores in first blood, I mean, is a terrible you're, person. You're a terrible person, <laughs> and your friends will not like you. So exactly. presumably, yeah. Justin. <laughs> I can see people who, who play other games who've been interested in the um, statues. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 They, just, they look like yes they tie in really well with what they've done but i think they have that that reusability that they could just mm. be dropped into lots of different things because they're just unique looking but yeah. not so unique that you can't reuse them um how is that they are unique looking but they just they're, have they're, that they're because they've got that roman aesthetic they're, yes. they're t- it doesn't tie them so tightly to uh the old fantasy yeah, world the, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the old dominion and, and the um the world of Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, can, you could use them in you can use them in other fantasy games without yes. them standing out yeah, because yeah. they don't look like some sort of super defined undead. They have got that historical yeah. bent to it. They'd be perfect for something like Saka, for example. Yeah, they're perfect for some they're perfect yeah, for some a wizard who's just wizarded up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, because they're thirty five mil as well, those are like big monstrous 
well, they're, 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 they're on the big they're on the big <laughs> yeah, yeah. 40 slash 50 mil bases there so those those are like towering creations oh, right so with something so huge you'll need to hide yeah. where's a good place yeah. to hide ben uh so you may want to pick up a new castle for use in your games. Uh, and Magister Militum have put together a new kit that they apparently have been working on for about eight months or so that has now finally hit their web store. Uh, so this is their 28mm resin castle set. Um, it is split over nine different components, only three of which we've shown here. Although actually four, really, because you see the top of one of the gatehouse sections, mm. that kind of thing. Um, but they're all made of resin, as I was saying, so they're big, chunky pieces. Uh, and they've been designed so that they can modularly fit together in a variety of different ways. Um, so a lot of people will look at castle kits and they'll be like, well, it makes a square. Um, but they've added on the 45-degree and 90-degree angles, obviously, oh, there, as you can see, right, so that you see. can start to add a lot more in, curves into the mix yeah. as well, which I think is in, really nice. Invigilate some of these things. Oh, see. Now, obviously, these are big chunks of resin. So that makes them fairly expensive, but that does mean that it also means that you've got a really awesome looking castle with lots of detail worked into it in terms of the stonework, especially because you get that mismatch almost of the stone, as you can see there, where some are further in than out and higgled to piggledy and all that kind of good stuff. Like belly buttons. Like, yes. like just like belly buttons, yes. It's one of the I've got an outie castle. <laughs> this, uh, yeah. this is really bizarre as well. Uh -huh. um, so these have been done on an a3 page yes uh, so you can work out your layout you can visualize stuff yeah yeah you can sit down <laughs> and work out your layout before you drop yeah. the money which is handy because i mean mm -hmm. some of them are some are really nice and relatively inexpensive but oh the gatehouse oh we should get you the gatehouse oh, um, so good yeah I love the crenellations as well. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Everybody's a big fan of the Merlins. Yeah. But um, the, the the thing that I think is really nice about this is the fact that it's a kit that allows you to make irregular castles. Because if you look at, well, rather than kind of like your standard sort of toy box square, so you've got places like Bodium or whatever, which have that square feature feel and feature to them. But you look at somewhere like Edinburgh or somewhere mm. in Wales and that kind of thing, and suddenly the castle fits itself into the landscape almost. Maybe think of it a little bit like um, Helm's Deep and that kind of thing, where it kind of works itself into the mountainside rather than it being separate from it and kind of standing alone. And so having something like this and having those additional pieces, I think it's really nice for you to create fascinating environments that integrate with the terrain that you've also built on the tabletop. You could also go down the route of just not gluing it all together essentially and leaving it modular so that every time you use the kit you could make it into whatever kind of castle you like which I think, oh, I think, nice I think for that so. price I definitely would not be gluing it together yeah, don't glue it together to buy another one yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, the, the port cutters can be rigged to go up and down as well within that slot so you can lift it and close it and uh, the doors I, and it even has the windlass on top of the uh, yep. on top of the, the walls so that you can recreate that meme of Close the portcullis. Yeah, open the portcullis. <laughs> open the portcullis a little. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a really fun looking kit that um, I think a lot of people will have a look at and maybe start adding it to that. If you're looking for just, you know, splash a bit of cash on some terrain, <laughs> then maybe this would be good for it. And yeah, uh, a lot of people look at it, not a lot of people can afford it. Well, <laughs> uh, but, you know, historical or fantasy games, maybe have a look at this and see what you think. Might be it's, good if you're doing a little bit of role playing potentially as well, and you want to go 3D. Maybe pick something up like this and uh, use it to create some interesting scenarios. On the I see. So, yeah. I really like the the detail they put into it. I'm shocked about really the resin. Detailed, yeah. I think expanding foam 
the same stuff that Zitridis used. The Zitridis, yeah, yeah. yeah um, they've, they've even got murder holes for pouring out your oil or yeah. firing, firing crossbows down. The thing is, it's such a big chunk of resin. We've had big chunks of resin posted to us like this before, mm. and a lot of them get That's broke. What it looks like from above, in case you didn't know. So hopefully their packing is like, like up to top notch. Yeah. Well, you'd hope so. Based for that money, you'd you'd hope so. <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, it's it's a yeah. honking brick of resin. And I think if they'd done it in the foam, even if done it in foam and then resin for the maybe the doors and portcullis, um, they could have reduced the, the cost and the weight. Cause I because yeah. this this is almost five kilos just for the gatehouse. Ooh. It's like four point eight, and just the top section is like one point two kilos by itself. The the lid, as they call it, you're going. Oh my god! Never mind. I I need to buy a new table first before I can deploy my castle. Lid one point three kilos. Yeah, there you go. I wasn't far <laughs> off it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I mean, it's not for yeah, the faint of heart. It is not, but at least you know it'll it'll stand the test of time. That those oh, yeah, castle yeah. walls will still be standing whenever the walls of your house have fallen yeah, down yeah. around it. You build that in your basement in your gaming room, and then if people come to excavate it later, they'll be like, "Oh my god, a miniature castle for miniature people." <laughs> <laughs> What's going I don't on know. Here? If you got broken into, the murder weapon's right there for them. Well, that's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> oh, a big chunk of castle. <laughs> they will bop you upside the head with their uh, killed in the gaming room with the <laughs> castle. Yeah, killed by well, a castle. <laughs> Who? Where? Where? <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, beautiful bit of kit. Uh, and if you have the cash and want to show off to all your friends, uh, then you should send me the cash and I'll do one of those cameo videos for you. Is <laughs> that now? All right, buy a castle then. Right, uh, sticking with historical stuff a long time ago. I noticed a comment on the, the Weekender a little while ago um, where somebody was saying, um, Warren used to talk about toys and picking up bargain toys for play for playing, not pleasuring, for playing. Okay. So I thought to myself, I know we're here to do XLBS in the future and stuff like that. But I thought, hang on a second, why don't I just disturb all you guys and fulfill that individual's needs? Yeah, right. Okay. So my hot toy tip of the week. Buzz Lightyear. Okay. <laughs> so Buzz Lightyear toys have not been selling well. Okay. And this little spaceship, okay, is yep. now down to like four pounds or five pounds. Cool. Okay. Now I collect a lot of little spaceships, and the reason is Star Wars, baby. Star Wars. Now I haven't opened this. I bought two of them. But what I was thinking is it would make a fantastic scaled um, Star Wars kind of speeder kind of car kind of a thing. All right. Now, opened. This is live unboxing, guys. Live unboxing. <laughs> now, this is where all ready. the views are, live unboxing. Now, it comes. <laughs> oh. It Boys came. Fight back. <laughs> <laughs> I find him. It came with a little green man. This little dude here. Now, this little dude 
is do you know what jerry he's kind of like old school 28 mil whenever it was 25 mil hang on i don't know why it's more like 172nd you'll see him eventually you see him oh you certainly see it there, oh, we, there go. you go there we go right so um like a, a micro machine what have i got <laughs> there, there, there you go there's a scale there's comparison. a standard reference score there we go standard reference scale comparison right there <laughs> okay now let's see let's get the the speeder out itself you're all out of focus by the way okay right. check out that i mean that's not bad looking it's pretty cool yeah yeah don't have a legend that awesome? you can stick beside it no what you don't have a star wars legion figure you can stick beside it or an, old, or an old... You would have to be awkward, classic. Jerry. Well, or, or there's anything, a Space Marine. Anything in that scale. There you go. Right? There there's a Space Marine. Space Marine's Not, a standard reference. There we go. <laughs> yeah, so Space Marine is a fairly standard reference. I do have a bunch of Star Wars minis. I could go and grab one. Yeah, that's right. If you want. But we, we know what size it is now. But, and there's 28mm Mars Attacks. <laughs> now, remember, the Star Wars pre-paints that I play with... Um, are a little bit um, smaller than this, so they work perfectly for this. But I would work; they would work perfect for uh, for Star Wars Legion. Like I have no no doubts. Or now, I'm just seeing if any of it is articulated because I get the impression that it might be. <laughs> oh, there's a thing on it. That's why. Right, I, it, it probably is, <laughs> but I can't work it. But I don't need to be able to work it because all it does is just sit. As either a piece of terrain, or um, you just use it as a as a transport, yeah. you know, like a, a a little transport in your games. So let me see if I can get myself back on the. Pick some of the guys from the land speeder on it as a uh, a Star Wars technical, and away you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not run the please. No, remember, um, I do my Star Wars and more RPG style than than war game style. Um, just because I, I just find it more fun, to be honest, you know. So I have my own game that I've been making with uh, where you play card tricks and it's kind of like a competitive thing. Um, so you're sitting around kind of cool and relaxed and playing cards and you you collect your little kismet tokens and it, so it feels very casino uh, kind of like, but you've got this RPG kind of taking place um, in front of you as you're playing the, the, this this card game. So that's why I like these the, the kind of things because I just I bought that and I just chuck that down and that, that looks spot on. I'm really pleased with with that little purchase. So that you will find in many of your local toy shops on the bargain bin. Uh, there's some superb stuff from the Buzz Lightyear range. Um, I am so glad when movies like that flop because it just makes the toys so much easier. I can't wait for another few weeks to Avatar completely fails because Avatar has some amazing toys. There'll be lots of big alien creatures that people can start putting. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to get them, glue them all up, and yeah, have ready for 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 my star wars and uh, look it even has little legs little legs that it can that it can perch on so it just it perches see so all about the perching it's all about the purchasing of the perches 
Yeah. And that is my interruption to front stage. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be looking at some stuff for Star Wars Legion. So Shatterpoint hasn't totally taken over everything from uh, Atomic Mass Games. Mm. We're still getting some releases coming up for Star Wars Legion over the next couple of months. And starting things off in 2023, uh, we're going to be getting Moff Gideon and the Dark Troopers are going to be getting thrown into the mix. Uh, so if you too wanted to wield the dark saber and hunt down a little mm. green alien, then uh, <laughs> you have the ability to do so with the new commander expansion for Moff Gideon. Uh, he comes. Oh, there he is there. There we go. Yeah, so he comes with his dark saber, but you can also swap that out for his blast pistol if you'd like. I think uh, you should nah, go with the black, dark saber. Big black sword all the time. Big black sword all the time, yeah. And I like the pose because it reminds me very much of the shot of him on his crashed fighter mm. uh, as he gets very angry. It's <laughs> very, very annoyed <laughs> that somebody's just slapped a bomb on him. Exactly, mm. yeah. Uh, you also then get the dark troopers, which you'll know, obviously, from the Mandalorian series as well, though they have obviously existed in other realms of media. Uh, oh, yeah, they've, they've been time. kicking around the comic since yeah, yeah. the early 80s. Uh, but this is your set of Imperial Dark Troopers. The, your, these are your deadly combat droids uh, that eventually started to hunt down poor Grogu and Din Djarin on that mm. ship. Uh, in the set, you get an XS IV assault cannon, the SM9 frag launcher, and also the Myrtalizer, which is that massive stick this, this for beating massive people beating up. It's <laughs> a cricket bat. It's a space yes. cricket bat for playing space cricket with yeah. those little floating. Um, drones that they yes. played with yeah that's why space uh, cricket's so difficult because they're always just doing like 90 degree moves <laughs> uh, and in true wait a minute they can fly mm. uh they also come with their uh, blaster rockets on their feet as well flying so you can now. use them for flying over terrain and all that kind of thing just like the daleks mm. um but yeah so you've got a set of dark troopers for you to throw into the mix as well which i think is really cool and um the thing that i really i really like about this is that it? I think it will allow people to think about doing some cool scenarios with the Din Jarin miniature, and because it comes with Grogu as well. Yes. Like maybe make up a cool scenario where you've got a bunch of rebels who are trying to protect uh, the Mandalorian and Grogu as they try and escape off the board and get off the other side while um, uh, Gideon is chasing after them alongside the Dark Troopers. And it could be almost like this sort of attritional thing where the rebels are just throwing bodies in the way to stop these really elite troops from finding them in different houses and that kind of thing. Mandalorians. Uh, if, yeah, if, yeah. If anybody's going to be able to slow down a dark trooper exactly. without just being stamped on, just through the Mandalorian, Clan Ren, and, and, yeah, yeah. and the other Mandus in, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully this is the sign of them doing uh, a lot more stuff when it comes to Star Wars Legion going into next year. Uh, obviously, we've got Shatterpoint on the way, which will be very interesting to see how that develops. But um, and I know they've sent out all their invites to playtesters now and that kind of thing. But they did promise that they're going to be doing a lot of this stuff. Uh, in, in, in sort of a legion scale as well. So hopefully we'll see the like of a Sarge Ventress and, and all that kind of stuff as well and diving into a little bit more of the expanded universe that um, the folks at, uh, at Disney have built uh, with all the TV series and stuff. I mean, I'd love to see some characters from Andor. I think that'd be pretty cool. That'd so Shatterpoint cool. hasn't completely shot over Legion's release schedule? Well, as far as Atomic Mass games are concerned, <laughs> no, it hasn't. But uh, we shall see how it goes when it actually comes out in the summer, I suppose. But uh, yeah. I mean, they've already done Andor and K2 for Rogue. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah. I'd like to see like an older version, like a well, younger, essentially, version of them, which would be kind of cool. And some of the different characters from that. Um, 
maybe some of the people from the sort of the final episodes. I'm not going to say too much more about it. Uh, spoilers! People haven't seen spoilers! It, so, yeah, so. <laughs> just Clancy so, yeah. with his hammers. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all you want. <laughs> the minute Clancy was in it with his hammers, he's going, he's going to do something at some stage because you don't hire mm-hmm. Clancy just to hammer stuff. That was the coolest bit. That was so, so cool in those episodes when that happened. I was like, that's, that's amazing. Yep. It's all good. It's all good. It's nice to see um, more of the uh, non-Skywalker family getting exactly. around as well. Yes. Um, yeah. We don't just need to see more Skywalkers. It's okay. We don't need to see lightsabers <laughs> all the time. So, yeah. I suppose a dark saber counts. There we go. <laughs> but if they've done, because they haven't done, oh, I'm trying to remember his name. Guy from Justified. He had bubbly feet armor. In Mandalorian, oh, um, he, he played oh. the he played the marshal of the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. not done him yet, but if they're no, going to I've, do, I've got a three D printed him. version of him from a different producer. But, yeah, uh, yeah, because <laughs> he'd be really nice, even if you know, either in in or out of the the Mando armor, because yeah. you could do some well, they did, things. Um, they did, be uh, they did the IG eighty eight. They did IG eighty eight, but the the that's version true. of him that's yeah, in the, the, the IG fifteen. IG-15, yeah, yeah, so we shall see. We shall see. They, did they do any of the, the cyber kids on their mopeds? Alas, no. Nobody wants those. <laughs> I want Don't them. bring us down. I want them just no. to burn them. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, least at least there's a reason there. Yeah. Oh, my God. They space, did They did old man mods. Boba Fett. So they did his, do fat bubbly feet, yeah. Big, with his big uh, gaffy stick. So, yeah, and his big yeah. belly. Cobb Vance. Cobb Vance, yeah. Well okay. done, you mad, mad man, you. Boom. Yeah, him. He didn't even good. look it up or anything. No. Because <laughs> they've done B, and if they do him, then you could do little uh, yeah. Western, like, uh, what you call them? Standoffs. Sh- you yeah. Know, showdown at high noon Shoot styling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Right, more of that, please. Do that now, Disney and uh, mm. Atomic Mass Games. We'll wait. Right, well, well, while we're waiting on them, let's see the last bit of news then, Ben. Uh, yes, last bit of news. Um, we're going to be looking at a little bit of historical stuff just to finish things off. I had a lot of historics in this in this episode so far, but it's that's, good, that's what you guys love. So yeah, love. We're, we're even going to be getting tiny. We're going to be getting 15 mil with this uh, because Kurasan are doing even more amazing stuff using our ancient war games. This is a set of the Chatti, which are your sort of Gallic warriors from Europe for you to use alongside um, other tribes battling against the Romans. Uh, They've done a full release of these with command figures, basic infantry, cavalry, and everything in between in terms of skirmishes and all that kind of good stuff as well. Um, I'm reliably informed by Khorasan that, uh, so if this is wrong, blame them, uh, that the Chatti were the rock-hard badasses of the ancient Gallic world, uh, and they wouldn't cut their hair until they had made a kill. And so you'll have the very wild elements of the uh, Chatti tribe here, with their big beards and big hair, um, that haven't actually killed anybody yet. And then you'll have the slightly more veteran elements of your... Uh, there you go. They're the big, young, big so, fellows. Hairy, scary monsters. These would be a load of Chatty men, then. A lot of chatty men. Yes. I don't see Alan Carr anywhere. <laughs> uh, he's in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, there was also apparently some historical evidence to say that they would wear iron collars uh, until they had uh, killed somebody in battle. Uh, although that may have been a little bit of kind of Roman propaganda or something like that. And it may have just been talks that they wore potentially before they actually killed anybody. Um, but yeah, so you've got some different elements of the Chatty tribe there for you to play around with and have fun with. Um, there's also the cavalry elements that you've got there too, which are looking really nice in 15 mm. mil as well, especially if you're diving into uh, 
playing out some massive battles on the tabletop. You definitely need some cavalry to run around and mop things up. There was also some interesting information in there about them being very, very good at um, essentially killing enemy cavalry. Mm -hmm. They had some very interesting tactics for bringing down horses and would be known as like the horse killers and stuff like that, which I think is really nice. Uh, So there's some interesting things for you to go off and do a little bit of research on as you start to bring this together. But again, the 15 mil stuff from Kurasan, I think, is always fantastic. Uh, I think they do a really good job. Lots of very good detail baked into their sculpts. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, they'll be very, very... It'll be very easy to see what's what on the tabletop, which I think is very important for 15 mil, because uh, all of the key things have been brought out there properly. So you've got the big heads with the hair, the weapons are slightly oversized, so you can tell what unit's got what and all that kind of good stuff as well. So I'm yeah. guessing and they could I'm guessing these guys could fight each other though as well. Oh well, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean the, the tribal each warfare. Other. Yeah, this yeah, is the, yeah. These German tribes, are they? Germanics, yeah. Germanics, Germanics yeah. yeah. Also, when you freehand a 15 mil shield, it's essentially just a squiggle. So you're safe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Stafford, Stafford Lloyd, is it? Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Dick Lloyd in his shields. <laughs> what, time period, what time period are we talking here? Is this tie in with the um, Netflix show? I don't know is what the Netflix show is. So. Oh, you don't know? They have like this show where the German, German, Germanic tribes are, re, are uniting to fight against the Romans. Gatti were one of the most powerful opponents of Rome during the first century AD, and I didn't look this up. Uh, <laughs> very decent of you. There we go. Well, you, you could yeah. see from the looks of them anyway. So it's yeah. um, it's early imperial stuff. So yeah, if, if do they look like Hollywood Romans with their segmented armor and stuff on that Netflix show? Uh, and their lovely lobster helms and their big rectangular shields. Uh, I think they look a bit Hollywood. They're 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 more they're more gladiator than. Oh, running by with chainmail and stuff on. It's called barbarians. Right, chat, the Romans, look it up. The Romans they're fighting against in some of the artwork are wearing chainmail, so that's an interesting uh, thing to think about. But there we go, because that kind of places things in time periods. But uh, so, so, Caesarian Romans type of yeah, thing. Yeah, chainmail, but still with the big helms and the big shields. So interesting stuff. Um, still don't know what the Netflix show I, is, but <laughs> I think it's film called Bar- these things. I watched a film called Barbarian recently, but isn't was, that the murder one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was different. Uh, so many I, will also, in that. I will also say you can actually buy some naked chatty as well yep. from over on their web store. So if you want to send your naked buyers in to fight, then you've got that option as well. I really like 15 mil stuff that Kurosan. It's so good. It, it's it yeah. really is appallingly good. Yeah. Especially if you're if you're into uh, uh, mass battle games, so it's the axes and like it's them, 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 and forged in battle that are like mm. my top two for sort of slightly smaller scale um, ancient encounters on the tabletop, and of course, forged in battle also do the dark age stuff as well, which is very nice. So, De- yeah, definitely a way to go if you're interested in playing out some bigger things, or even um, yeah, Age of Penda. Obviously, it's a different time period, but the system uh, you, which just requires changed. a small yeah, yeah. amount of of uh figures to play on mm-hmm. your your sort of grid tabletop uh yeah. that'd be quite nice for that as well <laughs> would you believe it i can't find a single picture of them with their seals well <laughs> i think it's i think i think they look like they look like um they look like imperial romans well that i imagine they were still punching face around there because <laughs> uh, if they're germanic yeah, and they're because they're where they sort of northern Germany towards Denmark area. 
Uh, it's been a long time since I've looked at them, but I think they're up there. So chances are they probably weren't conquered. This yeah, time, discuss. the Chatti expanded from their homeland near the upper Vigurses, uh, across the Tadhouse highlands of the Moenus River Valley, uh, and uh, defeating the Serisusi and other neighbouring tribes. There you go. So, yeah, that's not helping me. Encyclopedia anyway. Britannica. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. If you fancy a bit of Roman bashing uh, with some Celtic, Germanic-type tribes, then uh, definitely mm-hmm. worth checking those out from Curasan. Right. Enough of this. A final swish and we'll be back to round out the show. Okay, we are back to round out the show. We have some 3D printing to look at first. Yes, we do. And Ben, you've pulled a blinder. You've completely, you know, taken us off kilter you know, with all of our historical stuff that we've done all the way through, it's been history, 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 history. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to ruin it with dragons. Yeah. Dragons. dragons. <laughs> Call on the power of the dragons. Summon all of your best Jeremy Irons quotes from the D&D movie. <laughs> My favourite quote is, everybody has to learn somewhere, but why does this director have to learn on this film? That's my favourite quote. <laughs> uh, so yes, this is the folks at Cast and Play. Like salt and pepper. Kid and play is what Kid I was thinking. Play. Yeah. Uh, and so this is their, well, this is focused on their December releases for this year, uh, which is the rise of the dragons. Uh, and they have done pretty much all of the chromatic dragons that you could want for use in a D&D campaign. There you can see the fifth edition uh, set of additional sort of rules and supplements, all that kind of stuff that comes with it, which is really nice. Uh, but yes, they've done red dragons, black dragons, green dragons, blue dragons, ice dra- uh, ice white dragons. Snotty dragons. Using, snotty dragons, everything you could want. Uh, and obviously you can oh, see some of the colorized version of them thinking. there, which is very nice. Yeah, every single time you go through this gallery, by the way, it'll think about the photo. And then when you go back and forward from that point on, it'll be fine. So don't worry oh, about it. Okay, I will yeah. worry. So this gives you a breakdown of all the different dragons that they've done so far and some really nice looking sculpts that are very dynamic and sort of step away from them just being your kind of uh, flying dragon that doesn't really look like it would belong in an encounter to actually dragons that um, feel like they could actually be in the moment, which I think is really nice. Like I love the one in the middle there, (laughs) sort of breathing that massive um, burst of ice onto the ground. I think it's really cool. Uh, you've got the ones curled around pieces of masonry. You've got the one at the top, which is like your sort of uh, your blue dragons summoning the electrical energy around them before they fire it at the enemies and that kind of stuff as well. And uh, yeah, I think this is a very, very awesome little selection of 3D printing. Well, not little, a very good big selection of 3D printable dragons for you to use on the tabletop. I'm to have fun with. Yes, that's your kind of black dragons, dragons with all the, yeah, the snot oh, dragon, as the keeps calling it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, some very cool bits and pieces in there that are packed with detail and all sorts of different good stuff, which is especially good considering there's a big focus on dragons and stuff back in D&D at the moment all over right. the next couple of months. I, I thought you were going to uh, finish that sentence with in your house. Well, no, in my house, dragon, I mean, you know, this sits on top of my computer. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> dragons everywhere. Dragons. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, I, I really wanted to highlight this one in particular because I thought they'd just something, done something a little bit different with dragons, which was quite nice to see. That dragon's uh, just said Shazam. Yes, he has. <laughs> <laughs> and turned into Dwayne Johnson. 
No. <laughs> I've swallowed them before. What? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, I think before this, my mm. favorite set of dragons probably came from, you know, the ones that Archon did? Uh, yes, as part of their Dungeons, Dungeons and Lasers. lasers. Yeah. yeah, I think they were really nice. They're still available, very nice, in oh. plastic, very good. Uh, but I think these are really cool if you've got a 3D printer and you want to kind of challenge yourself with something a little bit uh, different. I mean, that's just amazing. That's a proper swooping dragon flying into the, the midst of the enemy. Feathers, Often see well. dragons with feathers. Yeah. But I suppose that's, so you know, cool. it's very dinosaur-esque. It is, you know, yeah. Just because they're lizards doesn't mean they can't have featheriness yeah. on them. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, an awesome chin beard as well, little soul yeah. patch. Oh, he's so cool. I love him. I don't know why he's a brown dragon. <laughs> he's Mazarg. Yeah. It feels like the, uh, you know, in Captain Scarlet, where you had like Captain Scarlet and Captain yes. Blue, and then there was Captain Magenta. Captain, yeah. We run out of colors. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, there was yeah. a Captain Brown, actually. There was. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Our battle will be legendary. Oh, I love that. Sort of going with the idea the of it psychic maybe like being purple a, dragon, yeah, Professor and X like in dragon a, form. Got like a lich style, almost. Oh, look at that weird thing at the front! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big gaping torso that he just Get, sucks you into. Getting very sort of Elden Ring Dark Souls mm. on there, which I think is really nice to oh, see. Oh, they didn't have Exercise Dragon. Exercise Dragon. Go back to the group shot. I'll show you Exercise Dragon. Look at him right in the look up near the top with his arms. There he is. No, down. Cross to your right. To my right. There, no, there he's right there. Exercise dragon. Oh, the one, do, the oh. one doing burpees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, you say that, but I've seen a video recently of like a small bird doing like a mating dance where it's got its wings up and it's hiding yeah, its head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's doing that. Maybe this is a dragon mating dance. He could maybe be doing. Wow. We'll um, never know. But yeah, so this is a great one to come and have a look at if you're putting together like a dragon cult. Oh, and you're building up something for your role-playing games where you want dragons to feature very heavily. Why wouldn't you want to do that anyway? Um, and I think there'd be really awesome little painting challenges for you to dive into and have fun with. There's actually, a, uh, in Cult of Games on Sunday, there's a really good project which shows off uh, some interesting techniques for painting dragons. So make sure you go and check that out um, on Sunday when, when we talk about that, and it'll give you some ideas for maybe working on these, because I think they would work very, very well with the old slap at a chop where you do a little uh, set of sort of dry brush highlighting up before working in contrasts and speed paints to try and bring it all together I think that'd be really yep. nice. and we get really nosy and look at someone's shelves for about an hour it's brilliant yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some interesting stuff on those shelves <laughs> and those badger coasters yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, the folks at Cast and Play have been working on things for a really long time. As I say, this is just a focus essentially on what they're delivering for December. Uh, but if you want to go find out more, they have a My Minery fa- My Minery? <laughs> My Mini Factory page. Minery. Uh, where they have been showing off all sorts of different things they've been working on. Ooh, they've done sci fi, they've done fantasy, they've done all sorts of quirky, weird, pulpy things in between and everything like that as well. So if you are interested in diving in and having a look at this, make sure to go and do so use the code terrain to get 70 percent off terrain right. uh, oh. a few weeks ago yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. time right. travel's a thing yeah but as you can see they've got the they've got they've done multiples of this, these kind of like fifth edition booklets and that kind of thing for different things so actually the you're on something there. jimmy kimmel if you could time travel, the easiest way to make loads of money is to time travel around using coupons and nobody would notice. <laughs> Rather than play the stock market on something that's really obvious, just travel around, gather up coupons. 
that's what they made the mistake in Time Cop. They played yeah. the stock market and all of a sudden Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme comes and kicks you out a window. Yeah. So now you know. <laughs> Just use coupons. Yeah. And I was trying to point out there was some stuff above there. They did like sort of Aztec Mayan style orcs and trolls and ogres mm-hmm. and things like that. The Jimmy Kimmel. Cool. So yeah, with, <laughs> with Jimmy Kimmel, yes. Mm. Jimmy Kimmel the troll. Yeah. But yeah, uh, definitely go and check them out if you're interested in a little bit of 3D printing. I know you've got yourself a massive 3D printer now, Shay, uh, to be working on. Uh, How big is it? About, uh, Did you go for the 8K or the 4? UK. Oh! Oh, yeah. So it's essentially sort of 4K res, but because it's 8K, you're able to have twice the bed size. It's about three times bigger than John's. Wow. <laughs> Second John. He's very <laughs> jealous. He's very jealous. He has been talking about buying one for himself. Uh, <laughs> Printer envy is a terrible thing. The the terrible, real the real test thing. is going to be if you can put something on that printer and press print and it'll all work. That'll be whether or not you see if you've superseded John as the, Has uh, it arrived yet? Yes, there's currently a print on it. Oh, oh there you well, go. There is, yeah. So we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. Come back next year to see whether or not Shay likes his 3D printer. Yeah. Just go out, came out with rubbish, I punched it off the desk. <laughs> That's how we deal with those. Yeah. Right. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim centre over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Uh, enough of that. Let's have a look at a few campaigns before we saunter off for uh, a week's worth of Christmas shopping compressed into half an hour on Christmas Eve. I think that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're going to stay on Mini Factory, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because this is this is a campaign that isn't uh, Kickstarter or thingy-based. Uh, yeah. Full-spectrum dominance. Oh, yes. If you've seen me playing the game, you'll know how much I hit Tabletop Simulator. However, <laughs> this game can also be played with miniatures on a tabletop like Nature yes. Intended. Uh, so the guys at the Lazy Forger have been working away on this for a while. The beta's <coughs> available for a bit. This is a, um, what do they call it? They don't call it campaign here, the do they? The first digital edition no, of, uh, yeah. of, uh, of Full Spectrum Dominance. Yeah. It's a combined arms sci-fi game uh, that sort of, has strands of DNA snaffled from other games they enjoy. Things like Saga, we roll dice and then allocate them to do various things, abilities, and uh, correct, and uh, <laughs> use weaponry. But in this, instead of having um, a whole slew of additional weird dice, it just uses D6 just to make life much easier. Uh, so they have been working on this for a while. In fact, the initial miniatures that we've seen way back as an Indie of the Week, I think I picked a 3D print company as an Indie of the Week did, yeah, yeah. a long no. time ago. How weird was that? <laughs> How weird was that? Anyway, the initial miniatures... It would only have been weirder if someone had killed you with a sword. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> but the... Um, the, the initial slew of miniatures and terrain, which was uh, scaled for six mil, as you can see here, um, predate the actual game itself. Uh, so this this little campaign is just to get the game out there. Um, now, there are two factions, uh, along with the digital rulebook. Uh, they're all STL-based, so you're going to be printing um, if you're after the, the bits and pieces behind it. So the uh, the tech and the enlisted, uh, creepy, weird-looking things as they are. I think 
uh, we were all kind of blown away by the madness of it the first time round. We were looking at it going, well, if you want to play Epic Tau, then this is a thing that you can do that with. Uh, but uh, since then, obviously, the enlisted uh, have come along as well with a more humanitarian feel to them um, compared to the drone alien robot based techs and their big spider mechs. Um, but one of the things Jack was saying when we were playing, actually before we played, um, was he just wants to see people playing the game. And what he, he really likes to see the most is when somebody throws him some pictures of them playing the game using just any miniatures at all. Uh, so if you're not a 3D print kind of person uh, like myself, there's a lot of other games out there that do small scale sci-fi uh, and this isn't scaled specifically for six mil it's scaled for small scale figures so you can play it from sort of Three, two three 15, mil yeah. up to 15s um because you you define things based on unit <coughs> distances um so you can sort out with your your opponent what uh, a unit distance will be whether it's like four centimeters or three inches or whatever so you know scale wise you can sort it depending on your collection uh so it means you can pick up the rules for what's ten dollars by themselves if you're not going to be doing any 3d printing if you are there's a lot going on uh, apart from the two factions and the terrain they've been doing unlocks and they've been doing sort of alternating unlocks as well there's like um cash money unlocks there's timed unlocks on certain days there's ones where a certain amount of backers unlock yeah, it pioneers as they call them yeah and i i like how um there's a different sort of spread because obviously it's 3d it's it's or pdf you know you're going to be getting the stuff pretty much immediately um depending on what it is some stuff is unlocked and added right now so you know if if you're getting the additional terrain it will be there immediately uh, but other bits and pieces will be added over the course of weeks slash months so they haven't they haven't come here and gone we've written all the expansions and stuff as well because you know who who knows whether or not they'll reach those goals or have the time so they're they're sort of bits that you'll get as soon as the the campaign finishes um like the new tech vehicle with its ridiculous twin cannons and gatlings on it or like the classic mammoth tank of red alert path yeah i think <laughs> uh, or additional scenarios or additional rules for some of the big um miniatures that they've made will, will be sort of staggered over the next sort of months um so it's good because people often say they back Kickstarter campaigns and then by the time it arrives, they sort of, they've gone off it or they forgot about it or they've lost interest or with digital campaigns, it all arrives in one massive dump and then it's radio silence until the next one comes. But with this, you're getting a big chunk sort of upfront, but then in February, so two months time, you'll get some new scenarios. And then I think uh, April and June, there's some extra bits and pieces coming in as well. Uh, so it sort of keeps the uh, the interest going and, and the feeling that you're not alone as well. So that's quite cool. What is the play size for that game? Depends what size you print your miniatures at. Mm. So, or, or have miniatures. So you can play on, you can play a full game on like a two by two, if you're playing sort of two to six mil, you just have a very small coffee table thing, but you're playing a massive combined arms game with infantry, artillery, flyers, mechs, walkers, all sorts of things. Because um, a lot of people zero in this thing and then they go, oh, I can play a massive game, but I'm more interested in playing a regular size game, but at a much smaller scale. 
Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, both both are very viable. So you can just blow it up massively um, and play ridiculous amount of stuff. Yeah. Although if you're doing that because of the way the game works, and if you, you go, there's like th- there's our um, playthrough and there's a couple of other playthroughs as well. The game is staggered. Not everything is on the board at the same time. You have waves. So you work out who your reinforcement waves are going to be. Um, so like in turn two and turn three and turn four, additional stuff comes in and reinforces you. So you might play like a 10,000 point game, say, but you may start the, the game with 4,000 points on table and then an additional thousand. These numbers are far too high because I know it's much smaller points value, but you get wave upon wave. So by the time you get to that huge two armies are on table, um, you'll probably have lost some stuff from the initial bit. So it sort of it keeps... It keeps the game from blowing up. You know, if you're playing a massive game with a lot of stuff on the table, you know, tur- yeah. every turn of movement takes two hours type of thing to get in there. Uh, so, uh, 40k. Yeah, <laughs> that, that type of thing. You know, it, it, because you're starting with the most you can have in 40k, then yeah. that your first turn is the longest. This sort of helps not only streamline it, but sort of level out the playtime as yeah. well. So as you lose stuff, more stuff comes in. It also means you don't go take a massive pasting the first couple of turns and then just be taking a hiding for the rest of the game because you've always got supporting waves coming through yeah. and you can sort of and I like those. it from a strategy point of view because if you stick down two full armies, a lot of the time you don't have enough space to actually set up a proper strategy. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, if you're cheek to jowl across the entire board, then all you do is walk forward in line. That's like, it. Like and musketry it, and, and, and there's two era. turns before there's enough units whittled out before the strategy actually starts to really kick in. Mm. Uh, I would also say that um, ROK Miniatures or Rock Minis, however you want to say it, they do this physical set. Yes. So they're a licensed um, supplier, essentially, of the full spectrum dominant stuff. And they have printed it all out for you. So you get everything in that set, which I think is really cool. So, Optional and you get everything, you get well. everything for, uh, for playing the game in that box set. So, if you wanted mm. to get them physically, you could always get the rules from the my mini factory campaign, mm. and then just pick up all the extra stuff you need here, printed or, for you already. Yeah, if you know somebody who's just got a new eight K printer. Uh, yeah, yeah, just get Shay to do it. Yeah. Just get Shay. To do it. <laughs> Shay, do you want to print little Max and tiny people to stamp on them? Sure, you buy me the resin, you buy the files. I got you. Yeah, sure. One hundred percent. I think you'll find that I've already given all the files of all the terrain to to um. John, because he was printing some out for the battle tech tables a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's how generous I am. I am a beneficent god. But yeah, if you're interested in trying uh, some small scale sci-fi out, um, then it's definitely worth having a look at because uh, I, I quite like the uh, the play style behind it as well. Yeah, Although, go and watch our let's play. Yeah. I am very bad at tabletop simulator. Uh, <laughs> it just shows why I push miniatures around on a board in real life and don't <laughs> attempt to do anything technical ever. Right, Ben, yeah. where are we going off to? Uh, so we're going to be heading back in time to the Napoleonic era uh, with this next Kickstarter. Mm. Uh, this one's another one from Piano War Games, who do amazing stuff that we've looked at. Uh, well, we've actually looked at both of their previous campaigns mm. to this one, I think. Uh, so this one Terrible. is set around another, uh, essentially, war <laughs> that happened a battle a series of battles that happened that not many people very much know about really that's just this is the tyrolean rebellion i'm sure there's a better way of saying that that happened in 1809 and this was apparently listed as one of the bloodiest if not the bloodiest rebellions 
during yes. the Napoleonic era that saw the peasants and the people of the area rising up uh, and big battles happening with the Bavarians and the French and the Austrians all getting involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and as is the way with piano, they basically want to try and tell the story of a battle, a series of battles that not a, pe- not a people are very aware of and sort of bring it to light on the tabletop, which I think is really nice. Um, as is the way with their previous campaigns, and the same one applies here, mm. you can get these miniatures in a couple of different ways. Um, you can go down the route of getting them as 28 mil metals. So you just get them in a traditional format that you'd normally see for Napoleonic stuff and just bring them to the tabletop and have fun with them, which is always nice. Mm. Or you can actually get digital STL files of all of the miniatures that are available within the different bundles and then print them off. And the other really cool thing about this as well is that they've made them so that they can be scaled to different sizes. Hmm. So if you want to scale them down to 15 or 20 or 25 or whatever, you can do that. And the details still held there and it looks fantastic. Or you can just get them printed out in 28 mil and have fun with it. Um, I think beyond uh, the actual uh, sort of the new Bavarian stuff and the French and the Austrians, I think my favorite of this bit is the actual personalities of that rebellion. Mm. Um, And the fact that Lucas has gone into so much detail to bring to life all of those different people that were involved within that conflict in some fashion or other. Um, And the reason why it's called the Alps of Flame is because literally at times the forests of the Alps were burning as people were fighting, uh, you know, through farmland and on battlefields and in the mountains themselves and all sorts of different things. Um, And I just think it's a really nice sort of corner of the Napoleonic sort of period to pick out, really, um, because a lot of people get very sort of centred in on what happens between France and England or they look to Spain perhaps as well and what happens over there. Um, but I think looking at something like this and some of the fringe battles that happen around such a mammoth, mammoth, a mammoth period of history is, uh, is yeah. very cool. I mean, the Bavarians, obviously, you could use those for Napoleonic of quite course, happily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, the actual the Tyrol uh, Landstern, uh, they're just great. In their later hosen. <laughs> yeah. While the hills are alive with the sound of battle. <laughs> that would have gone very different if she's twirling around and gets shot by a musket or something. <laughs> uh, she was packing a pair of Uzis from what I've said. Uh, so yeah. But yeah, they they are gorgeous looking figures. Yeah, the Austrians really are. as well. Yeah. It's the Austrians' um, previous yeah, so uh, a lot of the stuff from the previous campaigns is available, so they've brought that in through, so you can go and pick those up. And then I think they've added a few elements that were mm. kind of missing from previous campaigns or particular characters and things and carried them through and stuff like that, which I think is really nice. Um, and here's where you get to, uh, I think they'll show off the 3D stuff in a second, mm. actually, in here, where you get to look at the, the way that that all comes together. But, um, yeah, I think it's a really nice way. Skippy. There we go. Uh, so you can see how they come together when they're in uh, 28mm. And all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> where you can scale them down. <laughs> that guy's taking a nice relaxation on a on a girder. But there you go. There's 14 mil, and obviously it's 14 mil because you know Warlord Games and their Black Powder epic battles. But uh, it's essentially 15 mil. Let's stop. Let's stop. Think. You know, beating around the bush. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you're diving into, but uh, is it the games, same? Is it the same models, or have they slightly adjusted the models? It's the same which... model that's just shrunk. So, because you can see it's the same poses and things. So all the details still there. It's just been reduced, which I think is quite nice. So, yeah. it's cool. genius, really. 
Yeah, and it tells you just how to do it via percentages and things to get the, everything right, which is really cool, really nice. Um, so, yeah, so as well as the um, sort of core pledges that you saw there, yeah. there are flags. <laughs> but then they've also got a bunch of stretch goals that have been open. So you oh, can get Jaegers. your hands on Jaegers. Oh, I love Jaegers, not the bombs. <laughs> uh, but then they've also got cavalry in there as well, which is really nice. And there are even some goats, because why wouldn't you want some goats? Um, <laughs> which nice. should show up quite soon in this collection. Well. Right? I'm about to smash somebody's head in with a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare you use miniatures for role-playing games? <laughs> <laughs> I warned um, you. Yeah. But yeah, you, you couldn't do fighting in mountains without lovely goats, could you? So we'll see those in a second as we go through. But, uh, you know, as you can see, the detail on all the sculpts is fantastic. It's and it's really nice, nice to see uh, a campaign with so much painted stuff <clears> already <throat> where they've, done, they've taken all the... the the test models and things they've done previous, mm-hmm. well, previous to the launch of it, and gone. Let's get them painted up so people can see what they'll look like when we, you, when you actually get them to the tabletop and stuff like that, which is really cool. Philosophers, so, lots That's of things. Geez, there's a lot to come from this guy in the future. He's only twenty six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, like I say, there's a. This is the. Th- I won't say. Well, I was going to say it was the third, but it's the fourth. He's, that he's guy in the middle. Stuff, yeah. That guy in the middle just looks like he's going for a drink, a drunken pee. Yep. <laughs> just just put a, uh, a, a tree there that, or a lamppost yeah. that he's leaning against. Yeah. Where you go. Yeah. Well, the, even the civilians are yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah. And I mean, if um, if people aren't into their mass battle, those uh, those uh, rebels, the Tyrol rebels, mm-hmm. great for things like uh, the goats, chosen men, <laughs> or uh, silver bayonet, or things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, would be so. absolutely perfect for it. Yeah. Um, unlocked? Is there anything that isn't unlocked yet? Well, I mean, they've smashed through their goals pretty much. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think by this stage, people people are aware of Piano's yeah. work. Um, so they so whatever, yeah, it. yeah, they get right in there. Um. They were saying that uh, a lot of the stuff will be then essentially available via retail in the future. They have said that there's a couple of issues with shipping stuff to the UK currently, mm. but they are hoping to revol- res- revolve, resolve. resolve a lot of that. Um, so SEL files would be the way to go then? If you, if you want okay. them now, then yes. But um, they are sort of looking, uh, obviously getting hand, your hands on the physical stuff shouldn't be an issue, hopefully in the next couple of months, which would be so really that's nice. Not so maybe when this, when, when this goes for delivery... There we go. That would be great. So. You say that, but when you go to get it posted, the post office and wherever it's coming from, like, oh, part of the UK. Oh, it's fine. And just so lump us in. Fine. Yeah, they, they they know what's going on. Uh, a, even a, a bit of uh, a bit of blurb about the Trillian Rebellion. Really Speaking nice neck of the woods as well. If you're ever looking for a holiday, Tyrol region go. is absolutely gorgeous. Just don't set fire to the forest. Don't set fire to the forest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd spit. Oh, I mean. As a complete aside, because Warren's not here, um, if you're looking to do a spectacular tabletop, some of the villages up there in the Tyrol region, they've got, you know, they're like um, Tudor style buildings, you know, plaster lathes uh, with exposed timber, but they would also decorate. So like fantastic drawings and artwork painted on the side of the buildings, especially up around Oberamagui. Um, so well, you could actually have these spectacular, yeah. spectacular vistas that you could be fighting in and around. Uh, right. So rather than just the usual, everything's white. Everything's white and black. Nah, 
No, not when you've got a whole wall's worth of plaster to paint on. So it'd be like mentality. It'd be like Keanu Reeves in Toy Town. It would be exactly like that. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, right. Uh, We have one more before we jump on. Yeah. Um, Ben, you you like your you like your root vegetables. I do. I'm a big fan of turnips, mm. and carrots, and potatoes. And so this is a Kickstarter all about starting sustainable farming. No. And so this is... <laughs> I would have uh, been surprised if you had popped in with that. Well, that's true. There's you, probably a board game about that. Your Euro trucker has to carry something yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Was. Hey, that was a good game. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so this is from Max Fix. Gerald, who a lot of people will know, created Turnip 28, which has had quite the movement Mm. within the kit bashing community out there on the internet. Uh, Previous to this, they made Turnip 28 available through Patreon as a set of rules for you playing essentially vegetable-based black powder wargaming on the tabletop. Um, And it was really good fun. And the idea was that you would bash together stuff from, for example, the Perrys, and then add all sorts of weird things like roots and vegetables and everything in between in order to bring the miniatures from their world to life. Well, Max Fitzgerald and Saint Decent, who does all the sculpting for this, have decided to launch this Kickstarter, which is Turnip 28, The Forlorn Hope. And this uh, provides you with the first, essentially, official miniatures um, for use within Turnip 28. So if you don't have quite as much sculpting skill or kitbashing skill as some people out there, uh, then you can pick up a range of arms, heads, legs, bodies, weapons, accessories, and everything else in between that can be then used to build the troops that you start to see here and get them painted up for your games of Turnip 28 on the tabletop. Um, now, one thing to, to note about this is that, again, similar to what we've seen in the previous Kickstarter, the miniatures here can be either picked up as uh, sort of 3D printed resins, so you can get them physically if you want, which is quite nice, or you can get them as digital SDL files and you can print them off yourself and all that kind of good stuff. I mean, how weird is that? It's a weird root vegetable with a triangle. You it, know, it does seem to have a certain amount of swagger. Yes. <laughs> Despite the um, fact it seems to be a Swede. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in addition to that as well, one of the things that they really wanted to emphasize with this is that while these are essentially, you know, the official miniature kits mm. for Turnip 28, in no way are these like, the only the way. only way to yeah. do these, the whole point of them doing them as bits, like as you can see here, is that you can do the kit bashing anyway. Hmm. So if you wanted to go and pick up again some stuff from the Perrys or War hmm. Games or something like that, and then start getting stuck in with green stuff and all that kind of good uh, stuff, you can use that in order to make the miniatures how you see fit and build up your own factions and things. Because within Turnip 28, there are like a series of different factions that have their own feel and aesthetic to them. So you might look at these and then be like, ah, well, I really want to make them a little bit more like this faction or this faction. And so you want to add bits and pieces from different ranges in there and, and, and see what you think. I love that there's just an option for veg. Yeah. Because why not? Why, so. why would there not be? <laughs> but it's also a good way if you're looking to build uh, a large amount on a relatively small budget. Yeah. A box of Napoleonics plus a set of kit bashing things and then you put regular hands on these more defined bodies and, and then, then put the, the, the other bits on the, the other, vegetable yeah. bits on the yeah. plastics and double the amount of stuff you've had um yeah. there's a lot of a lot of backpacks there as well yeah. french clever clearly the there. other thing uh, that's really good about this this campaign as well is that this is the first 
almost kind of official release of Turnip 28 as a, a set of rules. So it has existed up until this point on Patreon. And you can actually go and download the rules for yourself for free, and they'll always be there for free for you to get. But if you back this campaign, in addition to getting the miniatures, you also get the updated version of the Turn Up 28 rules before anybody else mm-hmm. does as a backer, which is really cool. Uh, and that'll mean six new cults. So that's the kind of factions that your players in the game, six new scenarios, uh, and all the balance changes and quality of life improvements that Fitzgerald has worked on since the initial essentially release of the game uh, back in the day as well. I say back in the day, it was like last year, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you're uh, interested in Turnip 28, we have talked about it as an Indie of the Week a um, couple yeah. of months ago, uh, earlier in the year. Um, but it's a fascinating um, creation by essentially one man. Um, I say that, that, I say that, but the, the sculpting has come from St. Decent, who has done a phenomenal job on a lot of different miniatures that we've looked Where'd at in the past as well. So, in? yeah. Um, and it's quite quick and easy so to play as well. So the art and so, rules coming from the one guy? Yeah, so the art and rules came from Fitzgerald, who's done all of this stuff, and then the sculpts uh, were designed in 3D based on the concept art by uh, by, uh, by by Max and then turned into sculpts by St. Decent. So there we go. Yeah. It's uh, a bizarre world. Mm-hmm. And the, I the, it. The, I mean, a root B, why yeah. not? Why not? <laughs> why not have a root B? But, yeah. We've all it's, been there. Uh, Look at them cannibalizing each other, probably. It's uh, it's very much a labor of love that if you want to dive into and have fun with, uh, you can do. Um, I remember back in the day, we, I said it again, earlier in the year, we talked about this alongside Sludge, which was the game from uh, Black yes. Sight. Yeah. Uh, and no, not Black Sight, for a Metal King, which then had miniatures by Black Sight. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, but that was, again, built into this kind of movement as well. So if you're interested in all that kind of uh, good stuff, definitely give this a look and see what you think. I mean, what, what a wonderful s- general. What the so, heck is this? It's like a- it's. it's- it's some form of Wickerman meets yeah beast, and look at all the medals. General. So he's clearly good it, yeah. at his job. So yeah, <laughs> is he though, or is he like some sort of monstrous Muttley, where Maybe. he requires a medal before he'll do anything? Uh, <laughs> you want me to smash it. down yeah, that yeah. village and eat the villagers? <laughs> I want a medal first. I don't want a medal after. <laughs> Show how good I was at eating all the villagers. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, very cool stuff there, and definitely want to have a look at if you're interested in that kind of kit bashing, Ink Twenty Eight, Grim Dark stuff mm. that's happening on the internet in all that's the it. tiny pockets of the world. You can get rooted. Crazy. Mm. And on that note, it's rooting tooting. I, th- <laughs> I think I think we've had enough for this week. Yeah, Somebody's so- been at the Christmas <laughs> sherry already, from the oh. sounds of things. We Not shall return here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We shall return on Sunday for our XLBS over on tabletop.com if you want to come and join us there and uh, get into the festive spirit with us uh, and not get into the festive spirits again. Otherwise, uh, we will see you maybe next week, but more likely 2023. We've got something special for next week, so uh, keep an eye on the channel anyway. Otherwise, we shall wish you a very good years of gaming and uh, we'll see you. Soon. Bye-bye. Zane. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on. <laughs>